0: Well, you've probably noticed that Pastor Scott's not here this morning, so that's what you get for playing hockey. And he was exposed. He's fine. He tested. Uh, we don't have the results, but he's fine. So unfortunately, by quarantine rules, he has to be at home, and that is probably the biggest punishment for him, (laughs) because he does not like to be there, he wants to be here. So he does send his greetings, and, uh, unfortunately we don't have him, but we have something very special, so thankfully, uh, per God's timing, we are blessed today with a message from our district Overseer. So, Pastor Paul Jess out of Grand Prairie uh, prepared a message for us uh, specifically uh, to address us, and we're going to be watching that via stream. And uh, he has something special to say to us this morning. So let's uh, let's just enjoy.
1: I want to just say good morning to the awesome congregation there in Saint Albert, Alberta, uh, coming to you from Grand Prairie, Alberta. Pastor Paul Jess here. I think I probably know most of you. If there's some newcomers there today, just want to say welcome. Um, I'm the uh, overseer uh, for the northern area, kind of oversee about 14 of the churches in the north, and also our base in Mexico. And uh, I've been privileged today to bring the message to you on this October 11th, the Thanksgiving weekend, and uh, I so thank uh, Pastor Scott and Yvette for this opportunity, and I just bless you guys there in St. Albert, we hear good news uh, every now and again about what God's doing there. And uh, Pastor Scott, thank you so much for just preaching the word uh, so faithfully through this time of COVID and uh, being a blessing to so many people. Thank you very much. And you're a valuable part of this Victory family in Canada. God bless you. So I want to share with you, this being Thanksgiving weekend, uh, it's so important that we are people of hope. And uh, you really can't be thankful if you don't have any hope in your heart. And yet we know by faith we all need to um be thankful even when we don't feel anything but uh when we have hope uh which is the confident expectation of good uh for our future in our lives guess what happens uh thankfulness is a, is a just automatic uh normally with that so uh in the time that we're living so many challenges uh to be in Albertan right now probably in Canada we're being challenged probably more than any other province or territory in this country right now and there's probably a reason for that and we know that God can work all things for good uh, to those that love him and so if you're there today and maybe you've been affected by this COVID shutdown maybe your job uh, things that are happening in your life right now uh, even relationally or financially I want you to really listen to this message this morning because I believe it's going to help you and so father I just thank you for your continued goodness to us every day. And Father, I thank you as your children, uh, we can come into your presence every day and find everything we need from you. Jesus, just like the bread and the the, the, the wine for communion, and just as the, men, uh, the man in the wilderness, everything they needed was in that. And Jesus, everything we need today is in you. And so help us today, Holy Spirit. Give us ears to hear, and give us hearts to receive from you today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to start this morning in um, Zechariah chapter 9. That's probably a chapter you of the Bible, or maybe a book of the Bible you read this morning. <laughs> probably not. But Zechariah is not a common uh, book of the Bible, but it's an important book of the Bible. Uh, it's talking about the building of Jerusalem, or the rebuilding. And uh, the children of Israel were getting into a bit of a struggle and uh, they got land, kind of locked down and weren't really moving ahead very much. It's similar to the situation right now that we're in right now in Alberta and in Canada. And so I think there's a lot there for us today that we can get from this. But I want to pick out the verse, uh, chapter 12 of verse 9 of Zechariah. And it says, Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. I like that. Wow, a prisoner of hope. Every, uh, even today I declare... That I will restore double to you. It's interesting that the name Zachariah there it comes from the Greek and Latin words uh, Zacharias, which comes from the Hebrew word, which means Zachar, which means Yah, uh, which means God remembers. Now that's very important when we're going to talk about hope today and being having a thankful heart based on that hope. You know, their hope then and our hope now is completely dependent upon God remembering. Have you ever had anybody forget about you? Maybe it was your birthday, maybe a special event in your life and nobody remembered. Do you know the name Zechariah means God remembered and God remembers. And I want to just encourage you this morning. Everything that's in your life, every promise that God has made to you, He remembers it. He's not like a man that forgets. He remembers. You know, it's interesting in Isaiah 49, verses 14 and 16, it says there that he has carved you on the palm of his hands. Now, I'm not into tattoos, and maybe some of you have tattoos. I, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I don't believe in marking my body. But, you know, it, in the scripture, it actually says that God is marked. Uh, and you could even use the word there tattooed. An image of you in his hand. Isn't that interesting? Every time God looks at his hand, he remembers you. You know, it's interesting right now where you're sitting there in that service in St. Albert. God remembers you. When he looks at his hand, you know what he sees? He sees you. Now, I don't know about you, but that brings me a lot of comfort to know that God is thinking about me. Jeremiah 29.11. Amen. Amen. God's thoughts of me are for good and not of evil. Future and a hope. God's literally thinking about you and I right now. Some people have a problem with that. They think God's got enough problems out there. Look at the wars and the struggles all over the world. Why would God think about me? And I don't want to bother God. I've heard that one as a pastor a few times. You know the truth is? Anybody who's exercising faith is never bothering God. You're never a bother to God. You know, my little bl- grandchild, uh, Abigail or Ashley, when they were both small, three and four years old, they could jump up into my arms anytime they wanted. And they were never bothering daddy. And God's the same way. When you come to him with childlike faith, believing, you are never bothering him. And God remembers, he doesn't forget. And the scripture is very plain with that. In Numbers 23, 19, he says, God's not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? Wow. Abraham believed. Even when his body was old and Sarah was old, it says he believed and he spoke those things that were not as though they were. And it came to pass after 20 years of the promise of a son. And it came to pass. You know, many times we give up on the promises. We give up on the dreams. Too soon that God's given us. You know, the truth is, with every dream and promise that God gives you, you'll go through a time of of testing and a time of challenge to see if you will really trust God with that promise. It's so important that we not lose heart In the hour that we're living. It says, if God says it, that settles it. And that's kind of the way I live my life. He says it, I believe it. There's a neat quote that says, I would rather die believing than to live in fear, doubt, and unbelief. Who wants to live there? Who wants to live there? So hope means, again, the joyful anticipation of good. And we serve and love a good God. James 1.17 Every good and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights where there is no shadow nor variableness of turning. In other words, there's nothing in God that can be opposite of the way He says He is. I remember a preacher came through our church in Brooks years ago just after I was saved in 1979 and he was preaching that there was a dark side of God. And I took him to that verse and I said, the Bible says that God doesn't have darkness. There's no darkness in him. The guy didn't know what to say. You know, the God I know is the God of light. There is no darkness in him. So we can trust him completely. And I can remember when we were kids back on the farm in Brooks. And, and you know, we used to do holidays in Banff. And, uh, once in a while, and dad had an old rickety car, and most often the fan belt would break on the way there to Banff, and, but it didn't matter. You know, the water would be rushing over and stuff, and people would stop and help on the highway. But we were so excited as kids. We had such an anticipation of good on the way to Banff. It didn't matter on the way there what happened. And, uh, I can never forget those times, Christmas mornings together as a family. A newborn baby coming from a family of eleven children. We were always so excited when mom came home with another baby. We couldn't go to the hospital in those days, and dad, he could only go in. I think they had to cover himself up and everything. And and uh, but it was a different day in those days. But just something exciting in our lives. Remember the last day of school, uh, and our, we lived about five kilometers out of town in Brooks there. and The last day of school getting dropped off by that bus and knowing it was done for two months. That was an exciting time. And so there's lots of times in our lives that we have this expectation of good. And I want to just say this to any of you that are being challenged right now in other areas of your life because of all the things that are going on. Hold on to the promise that God has given you. The promise of His faithfulness to you. Amen? He is faithful. He cannot deny Himself even if we didn't, if we are if we are faithless, it says that He is faithful because He can't deny Himself. You know, there's times when we all feel faithless if we go by our feelings, and our faith isn't based on our feelings anyway. But there's times that we all get into times like that. So I want to encourage anybody there today, coming on this Thanksgiving weekend, that uh, continue to hold on to your hope uh, this weekend. So God's word today provokes and encourages us To be prisoners of hope I'm literally locked up In a prison of hope A stronghold of hope You know we talk about demonic strongholds But what about godly strongholds Being locked up in a castle of hope And that's the picture that the scriptures give us today Amen Of being prisoners of hope So hope's not wishing It's not luck Amen Amen It's not kumbaya. It's not maybe. Amen? It's not that way. Hope isn't that way at all. Wishing is what we used to do. But as followers and believers in Jesus and His word, we are now to be carriers of hope or prisoners of hope wherever we go. Amen. This last weekend I preached in Valley View, Alberta. We're just, um, sending another couple out there. The interim pastor's gonna be leaving after a year and everything's so exciting. We're taking communion. And the presence of God just filled that little church in Valley View this weekend. And there was a gal by the name of Lindsay there and she'd cracked her ribs earlier that week. She was in so much pain she could hardly get in the car that morning. But she came anyway. And while she was just sitting in the presence of God during communion, she was instantly healed. She came forward after the service in tears, saying, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. You know, everywhere we go, where the presence of God is, there is hope. Amen? Our hope is based on something different than this world, and we need to carry that. Amen? You know, Pastor Lord's Poirier of Cold Lake Victory Church, I, before he was saved, he said this, I was, used to be as broke as the Ten Commandments, but now I'm a hope dealer. Amen? A dealer of hope wherever I go. Not dope dealers, but hope dealers. Amen? And that's what God is calling us all to be. Amen? Even if we had some old dope dealers there this morning, God bless you, you're a hope dealer now. So our world is becoming more and more hopeless. As believers and followers of Christ, our hope is not in this world. You've probably figured that out now. If your hope has been in the world, you'll be disappointed for sure. First John 2:15 and 17 it says, "Do not love the world, and that means the community of sinful humanity that possesses a spirit of rebellion against God. That's a definition of who's in the world, or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them or her. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but as, but is of the fallen world. And the world is passing away and the lust thereof, but he or she who does the will of God abides forever. Amen? That's who we are. That's exactly who we are. You know, Proverbs 34, 4 says this, delight yourself also in the Lord and he will give you The desires or expectations Of your heart Amen That sounds like a good father We've all been here Problems 13:12. Hope that's deferred or hope that's put off Over and over and over again It says that it makes the heart sick But when the desire comes Or the promise comes finally Amen It's like a tree of life In each and every one of us Proverbs twelve twenty five says this, Anxiety in the heart of man or woman causes depression or hopelessness, but a good word or God's promise makes it glad. You know, a sick heart and a fear and anxiety are most often a result of lost hope. And you don't have to go very far to find that. I did a funeral yesterday, a young man, 20 years old, um, their son, um, I knew the father, he had been to prison for seven years. And uh, what a sense of hopelessness in that room. But I was able to bring hope to that repacked room at the funeral home yesterday. And what a blessing. Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee. I'm a hope dealer. Amen? I'm hopelessly hopeful. I have an anticipation of good for the future. Amen? And it's hard to stop a person like that. And that's who God is saying we are this morning. Amen? But God. That's so important. Amen? So your hope is in your future and your enemy wants to rob, kill and steal it from you. But God. We are prisoners of hope. Instead, based on God's word... And on his promises. Amen. So important. Hope is the joyful desire, expectation and anticipation of good. Think of the most exciting day in your life. Can you imagine if you could live that way every day? What if you woke up every morning like a kid wakes up. They jump out of bed. They dance around. They yell and they sing. You know, Jesus said he wants us to be childlike. Not childish. I used to be that way. But now He wants us to be childlike. You know, kids don't have a worry in the world. I love watching a three-year-old kid, boy or girl, or four-year-old. They haven't got a worry in the world. They dance and skip down the high, the road with their mom and dad or wherever they're going. If they're in the store or wherever they are, they're skipping and dancing. Do you know that God wants us to be like that? You know, you might think that's foolishness. But you know what? I, I believe that's such a uh, that's God's heart. When his kids believe his word and his promises to the degree that they can live, amen, without fear and anxiety in their hearts and allow hope to reside there, amen. I am hopelessly hopeful. That's my declaration this year. Hopelessly hopeful, right in the middle of COVID, amen. Hopelessly hopeful, anticipation of good. You know, I believe this COVID thing is just a distraction to the greatest harvest that we're going to see before the coming of Christ. And in St. Albert, I believe that there's a harvest there. And Jesus is saying from John chapter 4 this morning, He's saying, lift up your eyes. You know, in the time of depression, this time of discouragement right now, we can be looking down at the wrong things. And Jesus said to His disciples, lift up your eyes and see the harvest. It's white. Do you know the most exciting time on the farm? Is during the harvest. It is the most exciting. I remember mom used to bring out. You know supper. Out to the field. And it was hot. And we'd sit in the field. And eat the supper. And take the harvest. The harvest. Every church. That has a heart for the harvest. Right now. Is a celebrating church. That's full of hope. Amen. It's filled with babies. And dirty diapers. Amen? Because there's gonna be a lot of them coming in. But they're excited. The most exciting place in a hospital is not the mortuary. Amen? The most exciting place in the hospital is the baby delivery rooms. Amen? And, uh, it's so exciting. When you go, I remember you used to go there and children be behind the glass and, and, uh, there's the dads at the windows Googling and gaggling and all kinds of things at the kids. That's the most exciting place where babies are being born, spiritual babies, those are the happiest churches in every city. Amen? You know, Reinhard Bonnke, the great evangelist, once said, the heart that has no burden for the lost is lost itself. And none of us want to be a part of a lost church. Amen? And if you've got no burden for the lost, amen, I ask that, just encourage you today, ask God. To give you desire for the harvest in this hour. Because that's one of the greatest things that he's doing right now. Amen. Living without hope is really living a wasted life. We were born and designed to live with great hope. Great hope and expectation. So this doesn't mean that there will be no problems and difficulties in our lives. My gosh. Uh, the Apostle Paul, he lists all the challenges, you know, shipwrecks, thrown in the water, beaten with rods, you know, uh, eaten uh, chewed on by lions. I mean, Paul went through everything. And yet he was so filled with hope he couldn't be stopped. Amen? And God wants us to have the peace of that by grace today. Each one of us. And this doesn't mean there won't be problems. John 16, 33, in the world which is fallen, you will have trouble, tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Somebody once said this, they said, if the devil can steal your joy, then he can steal all of your goods. And it's true, because your your joy is linked to your strength. You know, faith, hope, and love, and all the fruits of the Spirit, joy, peace, and love, they're all interconnected. They all work together like our body parts. Amen? And they all support and provide for each other. Psalms 34:19. many are the afflictions of the righteous. I love this. But the Lord delivers us from how many? All of them. I love that. So if you're going through an affliction right now, guess what? Your deliverance is on the way. Amen? Because He promised that He would deliver you from every one of them. So take heart in that today, that promise from the Lord. But God always brings us back to hope every time. Hope is greater than every challenge in this world. Amen? We are prisoners of hope. And we'll have them. We'll not We'll have problems. But we are not of this world. And they can't stick to us. Amen? And that's so important. So hope is the soil or seedbed that faith grows in. My dad was a farmer. And I remember him going out. And he'd planted his seeds in the in the ground, and and he was so excited. There'd be a rain, and then he would go out. If he didn't see the sprout, that you know, the leaf coming out of the ground yet, I remember going with dad, and he would get down on his hands and knees, and he would scratch the soil, and he would dig down really carefully, and he would come along the seed, and he would see there's a little sprout just coming, and dad would get so excited. The harvest was coming. And I believe right now the Holy Spirit wants to make, get you and I involved in a harvest that's going to be so incredible. By faith, begin to see the sprouts that are already coming and God is bringing something fresh and brand new for each and every one of us. So the key here is that faith takes aim at specific situations. Hope is general. It is the overall confidence in God's desire, commitment, and ability to make all things work for good. That's the God that we serve. 1 Corinthians 2.9 in the Amplified, it says, Eye has not seen, uh, ear has not heard, and entreat into the heart of man all that God has prepared, made, and keeps ready. Wow! He's made it, and He's keeping it ready. It's already there. It's like the, the Christmas gifts under the tree. It says it's already ready for those who love Him. You know, one of the greatest commitments that we have, each one of us as Christians, is to stay in love with Him. To stay in love with Jesus. To stay in love with the Father. To stay in love with the Holy Spirit. If that's all I do every morning, is spend my time in prayer, and stay in love with my father and stay in love with my Lord. Amen. Everything else in life comes out of that. And I love what the scriptures say that love never fails. I don't care what's going on around us. Love never fails. Amen. That's another promise we can stand on. It goes on to say he holds, who holds him in affectionate reverence, Promptly obeying him and gratefully recognizing the benefits he has bestowed upon us. Amen. And that's so important for us to remember. So hope is the soil that faith grows in. I love that. It's the soil that faith grows in. And we know the story. I can't read it all today because of time. But in Romans chapter 4 verses 16 through 25 it talks about Abraham. Like I mentioned earlier how he was given the promise of the son. Amen? And they waited and waited. In fact he even made a son, Ishmael. And he wasn't the son of promise. Now was premature to the promise. And we can sometimes do that. We can try to make the promise come true or try to work it out ourselves or engineer it. And we'll make an Ishmael. But later on the true son came, Isaac. When Abraham's body was unable to have children and Sarah was old and her womb was dried up, that's when God acted. You know, it's interesting how God works with us. I've got a hat. We've made them down at our base at Mexico. We call it um, the 11:59 And the reason we do that is because so often God comes through at 1159 in our lives. Just when we think it's all over. God comes through. You know the failure that we often have is we quit too soon. We quit too soon. Amen. And I want to encourage you to there today right there in, in St. Albert. Don't quit too soon. Hang on to the promises and the dreams that God's given you. And don't give up. Amen. It's so important. Bill Johnson said this. He said, show me someone with great hope and I'll show you someone who is positioned to move in great faith. Amen? Hope is the byproduct of what you think about, meditate on, and fill your heart with. Amen? So the great promises help to create great hope, which in turn positions you to move in great faith. In great faith. Amen. You know, we were, uh, we helped a church in Fort McMurray just recently. I've been working up there for over a year with, uh, Pastor Rick Kirshner and his wife Kathy to launch a, a church up there. And you know, this last Sunday, two Sundays ago, I was there for the launch. And you know, they launched it with 206 people in their first service. The mayor of Fort McMurray was sitting right next to me and, uh, Pastor Darren. And, uh, this last past Sunday they had 265 people. They're gonna have to go to two services already, uh, for their next service if they're gonna keep taking people in. They've rented a school and the church is growing so fast. You know, God is the God of miracles. Just when you think that something's going to die, most often that's the time when God moves. You know, it's a, a, a good quote that I love to think about once in a while, but really the end of us is the beginning of Him. And you know that resurrection couldn't happen until there was a dead person. Jesus had to die completely. So if you're facing any kind of problem and you don't have the promise for it, you'll be ill-equipped to face it. You'll have to fall, you'll fall short of what is possible for you. So when we we uh, feast on God's word and feast on God's promises, we're having intentional impact on the measure of the hope that we will live and abide in. This is a key truth that we need to stand on. Show me someone who ignores the mandate to live with hope and I'll show you someone whose faith does not measure up to the size of the challenges he or she faces over and over again. Can anybody identify? So I believe that we need to start today in preparation for our tomorrow. Today's hope is the soil of tomorrow's victory of faith. Amen. And when Jesus is not a person living, uh, when Jesus Christ is not a person's living hope, they'll most likely lose all hope. We need to make Him our living hope. The beautiful thing here is that hope is not just a—it's not a, as much a principle. Hope is a person. The Bible calls Jesus our living hope. Amen? That's so important. First Peter 1.3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope. Amen? Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Again, hope is not a principle. Hope is the person... Of Jesus Christ. Amen. And if you lack hope in your life right now. Allow Jesus to become bigger on the inside of you. Amen. I pray that Christ would be formed in you. The hope of glory. Amen. I pray that you would have the mind of Christ. And that the hope of Jesus Christ. Would become your hope today. On this Thanksgiving weekend. And Father I thank you God for anyone who, Lord, has lost their hope completely. Lord, where their hope has been deferred, and, Father, their heart is broken, I pray again, God, for a miracle. God, for those ones today, that, God, you would bring hope and make them prisoners of hope. In Jesus' name. And, Father, I thank you for doing it, and I give you the praise. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. I encourage you today, if you came to this service and you don't know Jesus, or maybe you once knew Him, that you, I'd encourage you today, ask Jesus to become your living hope. Amen? Invite Him into your life, and let Him be your living hope today. He'll never let you down. Amen? God bless you so much today. It's been so good being with you. And uh, Pastor Scott and Yvette, and everybody there in St. Albert, God bless you on this Thanksgiving weekend. And God bless you this whole year long. God bless you.
0: Amen. Well, so grateful. We just want to give a big thanks to uh, Pastor Paul Joss from uh, Grand Prairie. You know, he's such a sweet man. He really is. He has just a, a real kindness about him and uh, just really loves people and loves the church. And we just appreciate all of that. I don't know about you, but I, I really got a few things from that that were takeaways. You know, I love that. I'm hopelessly hopeful, you know. And never to quit, never give up. How about being a hope dealer? I was like, yeah, I can be a hope dealer. <laughs> you know, I love that, being a hope dealer. One thing that Pastor Paul said that I thought was really interesting was about, don't, don't worry about bothering God. You know how people say, well, I don't want to bother him. He's got bigger problems to deal with than mine. Be a bother. Bother him. He wants to talk to you. Don't worry about that. You know, if you're watching online and maybe you're just tuning in and this is maybe perhaps new to you, I want you to know that that is true what you heard this morning, that Jesus is our hope and can be your hope as well. And Pastor Paul encouraged that if you either don't know Christ or you've fallen away, that you would take the time to reconnect. You know, maybe you're a dope dealer. And you want to be a hope dealer. Well, then give your heart to Jesus, right? And this morning, I want to lead you into a prayer. And I'd really encourage all of us to just join in because I love doing this because it's a reminder of my commitment to Jesus. So let's just pray together. And if you're online watching, I want to encourage you to simply pray. And as you do so, that you'll connect in with the living God. And the prayer goes like this. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. I turn my sins and invite you to come to my heart and life. From this day forward, I want to turn and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. You know, if you prayed that prayer, I just want you to know that Jesus knows your name and he wants you to just remember that absolutely that he died for you and that you are now a believer. Oh, that doesn't mean that you've got it all together. None of us do. It's not about having it all together. It's about putting your hope and your trust in him and help. He will help you every day. You know, I've been saying this quite often this week that every day the mercies of God are new and his grace is sufficient. You know, with those two things, we can't go wrong because as mercy welcomes us first thing in the morning and his grace carries us through the day. You know what more do we need, and that's what God does for us. I'm so grateful if you prayed that prayer today. You know, I just want to be mindful that for those that are present here physically with us today, that uh, Pastor Paul's message was really an encouragement of hope. We're in a time and a place that it's easy to sort of slip into that hopeless spot, or to feel like I don't know, is this worth it, and giving up on some things. You know, it's actually an ailment right now because people are struggling and they're battling some things, but. I love that. And I've heard that over the years in my life is that the victory is literally around the corner. If you just don't give up, you know, that's true because if you give up, well, it's gone. But if you don't give up and you're like, I'm just going to stand and believe all the way for those promises that I have in my heart, that God has given me for my family, for my church, for my life, maybe for my health, maybe for my finances, whatever it might be that you're trusting him for. Don't give up let him be your hope Amen. Well, both Pastor Scott and I just thank you so much today, whether you're here physically or online. Um, And next week, of course, he will be here. All goes well. And we look forward to seeing you. If you're taking time with family today, do so with gratefulness. Love the opportunity to do so. If you aren't like ourselves, we can't get together with family. Just remember that you do have family. Just remember that there are people that you love and that love you. And just say a prayer of thanks for them. I know I'm super grateful. And again, I just want to remind if anyone is able to come and help, even for an hour between four and six this afternoon, please see Amber. We'd love to hear from you. Amen. Have a wonderful day. You are blessed.